guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Beard Man. And a bald eagle. A bald eagle? No, sir. You are not one out of a bunch of bald eagles. You are the, the bald eagle. The bald eagle. I thought maybe it might be like Falcon was would be a really cool name, but you know, he's... He's in those Marvel movies, not a sponsor. He's he's trademarked. He's, yeah. He's trademarked, so we can't we can't do that. Is there another bird that you relate to? Um, I mean, I really do like seagulls just because they they make me laugh, but that's not really a majestic bird to you know to really want to be. I live for the gulls. <laughs> the seagulls. <laughs> so you're gonna stick with bald eagle? I was really thinking like, or I think there's an American gold eagle. Golden, uh, where did I? I saw it on. Well, something. there is a gold. There is a golden eagle, and they're like these. Ma- they're one of the biggest, like raptors, like big, biggest, largest birds of prey. And they're these are the ones that will like pick up goats off the side of cliffs and just drop them, and then they'll like die from the fall, and they'll just go down and eat them. So they drop. Oh, they drop them to kill them. They basically like knock them off cliffs. They'll they'll, they'll grab them and carry them just far enough, and then drop them. And then uh, these little and and the videos on YouTube where you'll watch this happening, it's like a ser- like a legitimate like ten seconds of falling because they're on these super tall cliffs. It's a little sad to watch, but Who, uh, you know who's who's setting those cameras up? <laughs> I don't know. Like, is this one of those man versus wild things where they set the cameras up ahead of time and then he comes into the scene a little bit later and <laughs> the eagle knocks him off the cliff. He bring he brings a goat. <laughs> a sacrificial goat is brought. Is that you think well, that's I, it's very Jurassic Parkish? Remember when they had to feed the T Rex? Yeah, they have to where's, bring something to be worth shooting on camera. Where's the goat? <laughs> oh dear! Actually, a few years ago, uh, there is this uh, video that was circulating online, and it was of in some like in some park, like a city park, uh, an, an eagle swoops down and snatches a baby out of like a stroller or whatever. And then everyone's like running after it and then it drops the baby and some guy catches it. And you're like, oh, oh my, my word, word, that's crazy. Oh. Anyway, it turns out it was fake, um, which makes sense. Um, it was fake, but it was because these these people were in a like a social media class and they had they had to they had to produce something or say something that and if it went viral, they would get an A plus. And to to go viral, they had to have like a thousand views. Um, and this thing had like 2.8 million views or something like that. So they got their A plus. How was it? How do you fake that? Oh, it was like they, I, they must've partnered up with someone who could do like robotics, good, get a fake like, Eagle, <laughs> uh, like CG stuff. But it was, it looked like it was on a grainy, uh, like cell phone camera back when cell phone cameras oh. were like not very good. So it didn't have to be perfect. Um, it just, it only had to be, you know, old school 0.3 megapixel video quality to really look uh, authentic. Wow. Yeah. How did we get here? Uh, talk about my, my, my handle. Your handle? Bald Eagle. Maybe, <laughs> should we, you know, I, I called myself the beard man just because currently I'm a man with a beard. There's other men with beards. Mm-hmm. So I am a bearded man. Um, right. We haven't talked about this. I, we, we just talked briefly that we don't talk about things now in real life because we want to save them uh, for you, the listener. We're, we, Lucas and I live now our life for you. <laughs> <laughs> Holding on to the, the, the juiciest gossip until oh, we're on the airwaves. Yeah, yeah, the, the juicy goss. Um, should we, do we stick with the names or should we like put it out to the, to the, to the audience to come up with some that that could either go horribly wrong or it could shatter our confidence in thinking that our audience will engage with us in that way and no one says anything there's a couple ways it could go south i can promise you that uh yeah what what maybe if they have something they can throw it our direction but until now i mean we'll stick with uh beard man and the bald eagle i suppose uh (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard to come up with your own nickname. That's that's the real problem. It you know it really is. Um, I'm not a sports person, so I was never given one you know one of those names that you just kind of you just kind of get when you're you know you're in sports. Like maybe your instead of your middle name, maybe now it's Hoops, <laughs> Lucas Hoops Candy. 
that never would have been one that would have uh, come my direction. Uh, yeah, no, I never, I never had, and and even playing in bands and stuff, people just called me by my name. I think the biggest nickname I ever got was actually when they shortened my name Bradley to Brad. <laughs> so that's re- that's original. That's actually making you more common. It is. It is making me more common. I'm. Tr- I'm actually. I'm. 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 I'm making a concerted effort right now to try and. Um, Move the pendulum back the other way. To be Bradley? Back, back to Bradley. Would you like me to start calling you Bradley? Uh, it, could you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would it feel it weird? To, oh, for sure. But I'll, I'll make it work. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, do my best. And you can start calling me Luke. <laughs> Has anybody ever called you Luke? Uh, I had one uncle and a girlfriend. And I think that's it. They never called me Luke. And it's funny because people always ask me, like, which one do you prefer, Lucas or Luke? And I'm like, I I mean, I go by Lucas. If you call me Luke, I'm not going to be upset about it. I don't super care. Um, but uh, it's funny. I was talking with uh, uh, a teacher one time, and she had her name was Catherine something or other. Hold on. And, uh, we'll, we'll, we will be the judge, audience, if this is, in <laughs> fact, funny. Um, and I said, do you go... And where she'd written Catherine out, I said, do you go by Catherine? Because, you know, those people are always can be really persnickety about the shortening or lengthening of their name. Mm-hmm, She's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I go by Catherine. I'm like, okay, no Katie for you. Got it. <laughs> like, for sure. You don't seem like a Luke to me. Why? They just seem too cool and fun or, or what? When I when I think of the, the name Luke, I don't know why, but it brings to mind a 90s teenage romance show. Like, I... That's just what I see. There's a beach. Um, <laughs> There's a beach there. I'm, I'm sensing uh, skateboards, possibly. Oh, um, fro- frosted tips, 100%. Hey, I'm Luke. <laughs> Welcome to the beach, man. That That's when I think of Luke, that's what I think of. Yeah. And you've got, you know, like POD playing softly in the background, you know, that sort of thing. I don't or Sugar need, Ray, Sugar Ray playing softly in the background. Uh, there. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think POD, this is definitely like a light rock um, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing, almost moving into some kind of pop. Uh, I'm just trying to think because I definitely think Dawson's Creek is what I'm thinking of. I'm definitely <laughs> thinking of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> oh, mercy. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I remember that show, but. Not from watching it, just from people people watching it. So, no, was there a Luke on that show? I don't or know. You, or there I could have been. They all looked like Lukes to me. That was the thing. I I never really watched. Mandy would watch it, and I would just zone out and put earbuds in and watch something. And then, but when I would peer at the screen, you could see conversation happening. I'd be like, "That looks like a Luke." <laughs> Look, there's two Lukes talking be. to each other. Anyway, so. Well, here's here's the thing about Lucas, though, and I, and one thing I appreciate about Lucas, even more so than Luke, is. Lucas, um, what used to be one of those names that was quite rare, um, not so rare that it was weird, but just rare. And, uh, now I feel like Lucas is, is more common than it used to be. It's still not crazy common, but I've run into a few Lucases in my day. Um, just because I could, I searched up the etymology of my, my first name, Bradley, Bradley, uh, it is an English surname derived from a place name, meaning Bradley. Broad wood or broad meadow in old English. <laughs> um, I still remember this was a fun story of uh, a friend of mine and I were going to his girlfriend's house to pick her up. We were, the, I was, I guess I was the third wheel on the tricycle for that particular trip. Anyway, uh, so we go to show up and, uh, and this girl, her parents were like kind of eyeing us over and like, do we want this girl, our, you know, our precious daughter to go out with these two hoodlum looking guys and um, and they're kind of looking at us, and they right before we leave, they kind of go on a little like monologue about how precious their 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 baby daughter is, and it's like our you know our daughter's name is I'm not gonna say it out loud, but this is our daughter's name, and you know it means gift from God. And okay. then they kind of like look at us, and she goes, and she certainly is our gift from God, Ugh. and she's very important to us. And mm, buddy Puke. with me here, who's you know who's who's dating this girl, is just kind of like looking at them like uh. <laughs> Like, I think they were looking for some reassurance about how he would treat her like a gift from God. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He he just wasn't at the time. Uh, he seemed a little little uh, surprised or something. So I didn't really know how to break the silence because they weren't really looking for information assurance from me. They were looking for it from this other guy. So I finally I said, my name means water bucket. Uh, <laughs> which, 
because <laughs> apparently that's what it means. Um, well, and uh, that did not really help them out. I'm so. looking. I then I changed my something search to etymology of the name Lucas and it, family names. And OK, um, from the Latin personal name, Lucas, a man of uh, Lucania. Lucania, I believe, if I'm pronouncing that right, is a region of southern Italy thought to have been named in ancient times with a word meaning, quote, bright or, quote, shining. Or water buckets. Uh, I I don't see that here, but okay. No, the thing is, like, everyone's name means something very special now. No one wants to name their kid after a water bucket. But uh, I thought I read that somewhere. So anyhow, yeah. um, man, uh, we are not even onto our like prepared material yet. We're just, we're off on rabbit trails and water buckets and everything. <laughs> well, then why don't you walk us in, Lucas? Get get this thing rolling. Uh, all right, water bucket. All right. <laughs> Beard man of the water bucket. Beard man. Uh, so uh, our hypothetical for today is um, they've created a serum and this serum makes you immune from all disease. Uh, you can't catch like the flu. You can't catch, you know, anything like that. Um, but in order to make it, to tailor it to you, they have to take your middle finger and use it. So would you sacrifice your middle finger in order to be immune from all disease? Who's made the serum? Um, Amazon has figured out how to make it. I don't think Jeff knows bio whatever. He's got people on it. He can do it. He probably has people on it. I, I just, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, a one a one cure to fix them all, one cure to rule them all is what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm worried I mean, that this if Amazon year- did it, you'd probably have to pay like a monthly subscription to keep it. But anyway, sorry, carry already, on. I, I've already got my prime, I've already got my prime account. So it probably comes with that. There you go. Free but shipping. I guess my question is, is, is more, I'm more curious about who made it. Uh, it, you know, cause for whatever reason, when you read this, I started thinking of the Illuminati, you know, providing, um, a, a, a fix for everything. And I'm not doing that. They're, they're doing that. They're Lucas. They want to, to decrease the population and that's how they're going to do it right there. They found it a, a cure for all diseases and, and who knew that the middle finger was the linchpin to the whole thing. <laughs> well, I was actually thought, I thought your biggest concern would be as a musician. Um, I'm sure you could get by without it. I mean, for drumming, it's not the end of the world, but for, you know, guitaring, uh, would you, would you miss it? Could you get by? What would the story, I see you doing some air guitar right now. Yeah. So it out. the other question I have, I have, I have more questions than answers right now. Do you get to decide which finger or well, what, like from which hand? I think that would be only fair. I, I would hope it would, so. It'd be really weird if it's like, it has to come from your dominant hand. Right. <laughs> Medically that, that makes a difference. You know, I was recently told that I hold a pen in the worst possible way uh, by a physiotherapist. She goes, oh, you're left-handed. You know you're holding that wrong. (laughs) And, uh, or she didn't quite say it. It was like, she, you know, she put me on blast though that I was using, I had a very ineffective (laughs) grip. Oh, I know why. Because I was complaining because I was, I was writing a check. Um, uh, Young listeners, checks are these pieces of paper that you write (laughs) amounts of money on and then you give it to someone and they take it to a bank and the bank gives them the money. Um, we call it slow debit. Yeah, it's, we call it slow debit. Um, and so I was writing with this pen, a black pen, and then it was smudging. And That's uh, a left-handed person it, problem. My wife a, has the same thing. Yeah, it's a lefty problem. And so that mm-hmm. that's how she, then she entered the scene and was like, oh, you're a lefty. Uh, oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> but she never offered to help. I acknowledged that I needed it. Did she say you should just switch to writing in Hebrew? <laughs> no, yeah, Raul, right backwards. Awesome. Um, <laughs> okay, you become immune to all diseases except the catches you need to sacrifice. So for guitar, I would, um, even though I'm a left-handed person, I play guitar as a right-handed person. And don't even get me started on drums. My my hands are left-handed, but my feet are right-footed. It is a, it is a mishmash of whatever, but I make it work. So I'm pretty sure uh, I'm, let me get a guitar pick in my hand. Yeah, I don't. Visualize it. um, Mama finger, no, Papa finger, which finger are you? Traffic (laughs) finger, no. 
Uh, I don't think I need this finger. I'm almost. Po- I see you smiling. I, I really. <laughs> I think. I think it could go. I think I could be. I think I could get rid of this one, and and then would take this Amazon sponsored. Um, well, hold on. Is this is this going to be a vaccine, quote unquote? Um. N- well, what do you, what do you? I guess sort sort of. I guess because it keeps you from getting it. Um, whether or not if you currently have a cold that will solve it for you, I don't, I'm not sure. We'll say yes. Okay. I'm just thinking with all the people that are up on vaccines and whether they should take them or not, people are going to choose to keep their middle finger over a cure. <laughs> That's why they branded it as a serum for that exact reason. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Here's a potion. Drink. <laughs> Here's dr- a potion. Drink this potion and you will never get sick again. I, I worked with somebody and she's like, oh, yes, like if you're ever sick... Like I make these tinctures. Like, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, come again. Like, come again. Tincture. It's this thing I make, and blah blah blah. I was like, so something you just kind of whip up in your cauldron at home. Oh. She's like, oh no, it's all natural. It's all this. I'm like, okay. So every time she was sick, I'm like, didn't your potion help you? And anyway, I was, I was a little bit mean about it. You were a jerk. I was, yeah, kind of a jerk. Should Should you publicly apologize to her now? No, I'm happy with where we left it. Okay. I tincture and she's got her mortar and pestle going. Uh, anyway, yes, I would give up my middle finger on my right hand to receive health. Is this going to keep make my life go on longer? Well, I mean, you have to, that's the thing. It won't make you live forever, obviously, but I mean, a lot of people die from some kind of a disease. And then what qualifies it as, as a disease is also up for debate because some people will call everything a disease nowadays. But I just mean more like, viruses and flus and you know i'm curious about you because um you uh seem like people all around me and yet not me um have been quite sick lately our friend andrew who who, uh hopefully in the near future will be joining us on the podcast he's been on before but Mm -hmm. maybe in a more regular capacity but he was like Mm -hmm. super puking you did did you did you throw up no, I was a big baby about it and just didn't move, and I eventually uh, was not sick. So I'm on the mend right now. Okay, you, my wife, she was she was ill, and it just anyway. So I'd be curious about what what you would say about this. And your kids were sick, or one kid. We're gonna talk about that in a second because that's a really funny story. We will jump right into that. Um, you know, it's funny. Like I I think I think it would look kind of goofy with one like floppy glove finger. But um, I think I don't really, I'm not. <laughs> That's I'm not your like concern. A, fashion. I'm not a skilled craftsman or anything, right? So I don't need, uh, I don't need the digit to, to talk or to teach. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably make that uh, to not have to ever puke again. I would think I'd probably make that, that trade. Well, hold now. What happens if you, I mean, this doesn't say anything about never puking again. Well, I mean, you take any, a, of my, any of my pukings have been from that. I, a, I guess food poisoning would not be covered under this. Okay, Epicac, we talked about that earlier today for, for whatever reason. <laughs> would don't ep- keep it in the house. I don't think it would solve that either. That's a poisoning. Fair enough. So, okay, so this, you're losing a finger. You're getting this thing that keeps diseases away, but it does not ward off poison. Nope. What, what kind of potion or serum or tincture is this? <laughs> a mid-grade one. Oh, my Otherwise, word. I want the whole hand. <laughs> okay. Now, Lucas. Yep. You sent uh, Andrew and I a very interesting video recently about your about your daughter. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to toss to you. I, I want you to know the video that you have, I took and put it in an editor and stripped the audio. And, and while I have the audio, I trimmed it. Because uh, there was an awful lot of, of talking at the other end of what we're going to listen to. But uh, why, yep. don't you, why don't you talk to us about what happened? Then I'm going to tell you from our perspective. And then I'm going to give it to the listener to, to, well, to listen in. And, and okay. they, can, they can tell us what, what they hear. Kind of a director's commentary is what you're saying. Very much so. Uh, well, okay. So uh, my daughter Ruthie had been sick and... She, but my my kids, it seems like, will have this weird thing where they'll like they'll throw up and be totally fine. And so, 
We assumed that's what it was. I mean, she still had to stay home from, you know, daycare for 48 hours or whatever. Fine. So she she had she had a, a little puke one morning. Uh, she just threw up a little bit, I guess. So we weren't sure what it was. Anyway, she stayed home for two days. was fine. Um, and then my parents came up uh, the next day and we're like, just, you know, like Ruthie was sick, but like, she seems a hundred percent fine. It was probably a one-off. You know, our kids have one-offs every now and then like, yeah, no problem. Anyway. So did you have a comment you wanted to throw in there? No, not at all. Not yet. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Not yet. Okay. So anyway, uh, so my parents come up and Melissa and my mom went out to get dessert. We'd had supper and they went out to get, they turns out they went to three places on this dessert finding parade, but that's neither here nor there. Sure. Uh, so anyway, just me and my dad and the kids are downstairs playing. Me and my dad are upstairs and, uh, the kids, we could hear them like laughing and running around and frolicking as kids are wont to do. And, uh, my dad, I, I, I'm going to stop you, Lucas, because I don't want you to get to the part, um, where things actually go down because I don't want, I don't want you to color, um, Oh, you you want them to hear it as you heard it. I want them to hear it as I heard it. So I'm going to pick up where you just left off if that's all right. So, so basically his daughter, uh, Ruthie is on camera and, and just pukes like nonchalantly walks up, looks up at the camera, pukes, continues walking, pukes again. And then you hear this voice uh, uh, of someone that is quite stressed about the moment calling out. And so listeners, uh, I think we've, we've talked enough about it. If you have a weak stomach, um, this is audio. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Hit the old 30 second skip twice and you'll be out of the woods. You'll be out of the woods and and none the worse for wear. But I'm going to tee up the audio for this and and then I'm going to tell you what I heard and my wife heard and another friend heard and another friend heard. Uh, here we go. Remember Captain Captain broke his Oh, 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 oh,
doing a couple like back and forths or whatever, get a towel. And I go down there and uh, then he kind of books it back up the stairs. He's, you know, he's getting out of Dodge at that point. Yeah, absolutely. It's, my, it's my problem, which, you know what? Fair enough. My kids. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm mopping up as best I can and trying to keep her from like, cause she was trying to go up the stairs. Uh, and we were afraid you just like lose it on the stairs again, which is carpeted. The only place in her house carpeted oh. anyway. Um, thankfully that didn't happen. My dad was actually keeping her from doing that. Like that was his kind of his, he was, uh, that was his role for it. That way that was his role. Anyway. So he, he runs upstairs and I'm cleaning up and then <laughs> he pokes his head down the stairs. He goes, I got it all on tape. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually made me like, well, at least that's going to be pretty awesome to see. And it was in its 4k glory, just, uh, something else. Well, the video you sent me was definitely not in 4k, was it? Well, it's actually, it's funny cause he was using his nice camera, but it did not look that nice. Like, I don't know why, why it didn't, but it's funny cause afterwards he goes, Oh, too bad. It wasn't in 60 frames per second. We could have done a slow-mo. Oh my word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you must've had it set on like econo mode or something. Cause yeah, it didn't look as super high def. Um, um maybe it was, maybe it got, um, crappier well, could have got compressed the somewhere yeah along the way. yeah it could have got compressed uh well <laughs> yeah it, we had an awful lot of laughs and then you wound up being sick and i wondered if you'd get to the point of calling out for yourself uh <laughs> laying in bed lucas lucas zeus whoever <laughs> will save me um well, Lucas, we've had some fun uh, at your and your family's expense here. Very much so. But now it's time to have some fun at the internet's expense. Mm-hmm. So we've got a Yahoo, and uh, this is the question. If the earth is round, why doesn't it roll away? And then they, f- they follow that up with this. Balls roll, and if the earth is a ball, why doesn't it roll away from the sun? Question mark. So these people kind of get the whole earth is round concept but they don't get the whole idea of space or gravity it would seem or gravity or anything from the sounds of it so yeah i don't really know what to do with that one i mean uh what, could, you, but, could it roll away now if 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 okay if, go ahead uh if there was gravity you know if we got you know we we can hold on are you questioning gravity right now no. Well, I'm questioning like in space. I guess there's gravitational pulls of other stuff. So um, actually, sorry, complete side note, but I was watching this thing. It's, it's, it's a, it's not really a game. It's more like a space simulator where you can like, you can put planets together and then click start. And then all of a sudden their gravitational pulls will start happening and you can watch them either you can try to make your own solar system, but it's really hard to do because if you get it wrong, eventually one planet will be pulled towards another and they'll explode or they'll all get pulled towards the sun or whatever. Yep, or, yep. And they have like the Earth solar system and you can like add in like a bunch of extra moons or like rogue, rogue asteroids and just kind of see what happens. Uh, so that that's, that's what this person needs. They just need to kind of practice with those things. But okay, so Lucas, I've heard it said that if you were to shrink the Earth down to the size of a cue ball... It would mm-hmm. actually be smoother than a cue ball, including, you know, Mount Everest and all that type of stuff. Like at that scale, it's actually smoother. Now, pool balls, those things really move. <laughs> they really roll. They really roll, right? And and they're not as round as the earth at scale. That's true. And if they roll that well, why isn't the earth rolling? Or maybe it is. We're rolling through space. We are rolling through space. Listen, one second. Let me, let me, let me Google it. Uh, How fast is the earth moving? Because that really blew my mind. I'll tell you. Like how Uh, fast we're traveling through space or the rotation of the earth? Like for a day. Our orbital speed. So the speed where we go around the sun. Hold Uh, on. I can tell you, we go 365 days per year. (laughs) 24 7. We are currently traveling at 110,000 kilometers an hour. Wow. Now to all. We're on a spaceship going incredibly fast, or 30 kilometers per second. This spaceship Earth, which I'm pretty sure is something. Yeah, it's definitely something with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Could be. He's in everything these days. So, okay. So if Neil deGrasse Tyson. Shrunk the Earth down to a cube. No, this is going nowhere. That's a non-starter. <laughs> moving, moving on. 
Um, and apparently we're spinning, so we're 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 ripping uh, through space at oh. 110, whatever, whatever. But we're also spinning at 1600 kilometers an hour. That's our spin speed. So I like to think of it again. I'm going to go back to that pool analogy. Uh, so we're we're that cue ball moving that fast, and when God created us, put a little English, I think they call put it a little in pool. English, put a little, a little English sp- on the earth and sent it spinning. Spin on it. A little spin on it, and um, and if, for example, if the Earth stopped spinning, for example, if God just put His finger out and just you know stopped us right there, yep, um, every single thing, including mountains and trees and everything, would fly off the Earth. Yeah, wouldn't it just go? Yeah, it would just go. Unless he did it slow, but if it was just like an emergency stop, where we all gone, that would be crazy. That's a whole other conversation to have. Oh yeah, hmm. uh, maybe we'll talk about that in our uh, in our next segment. Um, yeah. So why doesn't it roll away? Because gravity, right? Mm-hmm. Am I am I wrong? No. Nope. Well, that's why that keeps us where we're going and in the right rotation. And we don't fall because there's nowhere to fall to because there's no ground because there's not that kind of gravity. Oh, wow. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our Not A Sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does I'll be having a slice of humble pie while I give you this one because this is actually something that does it better than one I've previously mentioned. Now, I'm talking about Zoom, Zoom meetings and chats. This is a video uh, and audio chat service uh, that is very much like the other ones that you've used, you know, whether it's Skype or Google Hangouts or, or different things like that, FaceTime and, 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 and things like that. But I have found this has been extremely beneficial to me, whether it's with meetings or the Oxford Holy Club with getting guests on, things like that. It records the video if you wanted to. It can record individual audio tracks for each person that is is on the call, which to me is really important for editing later when it comes to the podcast. It has unparalleled usability. You can join anywhere on any device, and it has video for every need. Um, You can have this on your phone, on your computer. You can be in a meeting as though it's a phone call and while you're, you know, while you're driving with hands free. And in my opinion, nobody has done it better at simplifying video conferencing and messaging across my devices than Zoom. Not a sponsor. Well, welcome back, listeners. We're glad that you're still with us. We're now going to move into a portion of the show. Do you like this? Do you like the energy that I'm bringing right now, Lucas? What do you think? I was thinking... Too too smooth. I was thinking... Too smooth. Smooth jazz. Nope. Okay. Um, well, hey, ladies and gentlemen. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do I insert cricket noise? Um, we are now going to do something um, that that is out there on the internet called questions Christians quote unquote can't answer. I, I don't remember. I think it was Lucas that threw this to me uh, quite a while ago when we first were doing the podcast. We were getting close to the Wesley questions ending. He, I think, is he, do you recall this? Yeah, I think I, just, I thought it'd be kind of a fun uh, thing to tackle. And cause there's lots of, you know, Christians can't explain this, you know, all kinds of grumpy internet people thinking they've, you know, they really got one over on us. Right. Uh, And some of them could be just legitimate questions that you have. So uh, if you have these questions, it doesn't make you uh, a rube or whatever. It just... No, uh, no, of course not. It all depends on the the spirit with which they're asked. You know, and I think it's interesting too, because there are some Christians, I'm looking through, when I was looking through the questions and there's lots of them, there are questions that, that Christians are asking. That they haven't yep. they haven't found that answer yet, and so they're asking mm-hmm. that. But to yep. say that we can't answer that, um, I, I I take umbrage. That I love that word mm-hmm. with. Um, so here's the here's <laughs> the the question. But bef- I'll preface this um, with this. That was an odd statement, but. In the past, with this part of the show, I will usually, you know, do some research, look things up. You will. We'll work on it, hash things out a little bit back and forth so we somewhat sound intelligent up to a point. But what I would like to be able to do with this, and and you and I talked earlier, is to just take these as though someone walked up to us and said, hey, 
explain this to me, please. And so then it forces us to go, okay, how would we answer this just, you know, in the moment? Um, yep. Now you can use, because the real world has Bibles out there and the real world has technology and your phone and, you know, your Bible mm -hmm. and your phone and Google and all that. Those things aren't wrong uh, to, to, if you, you know, you want to pull something up from that. So I will say this, that we can avail ourselves to those, but I'm really interested to see what we would do in the moment with these questions. And, you know, with, with the, the blessing of editing, no matter what happens, we're going to sound awesome. No, I'm just teasing. We're going to leave this. We're going to leave it. <clears throat> All right. So, Lucas. Yes. Because I, I'm, I'm talking right now. I get to toss the question to you and you get to be the first one. I'm happy with that. Yeah. All right. If God were an all-perfect and all-powerful, I read it wrong from the beginning. So see, this is how you know we didn't edit because I'm going to leave that in. If God were all perfect and all powerful, why would he do such a poor job to create such an imperfect world with its deadly earthquakes, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, droughts, etc.? cetera? Uh, you know what? That's a super valid question that people ask. Um, yeah. Why is the earth the way that it is, because certainly we see all kinds of natural, you know, disasters and things that, that take place just through weather and outside of our control. Now, this will not be a conversation about global warming and stuff like that and what impact we're making. Um, this is, if God were an all perfect and all powerful being, why would he do such a poor job at creating this imperfect world? So Lucas, what would be the, how would you respond to that? Well, it's funny talking about not being prepared because I read it down through the questions and I jotted down, I jotted down a couple of notes. Well, get rid of but, them. Well, I, I have to now because I'll explain why. If I only I only read the first part of this question and I thought it was if God's all perfect and all powerful, basically why and I why is there sin and why is there bad things? But that's not what it's asking. It's specifically asking about like why why does the world want to kill us sometimes um, or just majorly inconvenience us? But which is a, a slightly different answer. Um, and I think it's because, you know, when when sin came into the world, it also cursed the earth, not just the people in it. Yeah, that's um, right. For example, yeah, so like for the Garden of Eden, like there wouldn't have been, you know, hurricanes or this or that and, and you know, anything. It was it was perfect. Um, but then all of a sudden, then they talked about how now all of a sudden the ground is going to be cursed and and like Adam was going to have to work harder to get what he needed. And that also includes things like weather. Sometimes the weather is going to be for you. Sometimes it's going to be against you. And um, that's something you have to take into account. Now, also, there are some like uh, human, maybe not caused issues, but there could be human kind of exacerbated things like. For example, mudslides can happen because, you know, you cut down trees and all of a sudden erosion happens and there's nothing holding the soil together and all of a sudden mudslides happen. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, you know, that's an example. Or it could be, you know, we're building all these buildings right on the, the water. So then when the floods happen, all of a sudden everyone gets, you know, flooded out. But it's because people didn't use to build that close to the water because they knew that what would happen. Right. Um, so, you know, there's and some of it's our own kind of hubris and some of it could just be uh, there are you know, bad weather events and that happen. It's interesting because there's almost nowhere in the world where, there, where weather doesn't cause an issue of some kind. I feel we're pretty fortunate in the Maritimes where we live because like we don't, there's not as many deadly things, you know, there's, there's not like yeah, no. tornadoes or, you know, we get hurricanes, but even usually by the time they get to us, they're not deadly. They're just inconveniencing. It's, um, you're yeah. you're right. I actually remember my shop teacher back in high school. For whatever reason, we were having this conversation, not not this specific conversation, but about where we live in the world. And mm -hmm. and he was saying we live in one of the best places in the world, if not the best place. Mm -hmm. um, and then because because we looked at the natural, you know, um, uh, disasters all around the world, and how we really don't get a lot of that here. And um, I, I took the same approach to, as you did because and. Uh, what you referenced about the curse is seen in Genesis 3, specifically verse 17 and following a little bit. Um, and this is God talking to Adam, because you've listened to the voice of your wife and you've eaten the tree of which I've commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life, all the days of your life, thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you. Um, and, and it continues to talk um, 
about how God cursed the ground and because, and just like you said, Lucas, so I'm just kind of reiterating what you said because mm-hmm. of sin coming in and their disobedience. Uh, now the ground is cursed. You know, when, when God created the world, you can look in Genesis and see that at the, at the end of each day that he did something, each creation day. Now, we're not going to have the conversation of whether that was a literal 24 hours or, or however you interpret this. You cannot argue with the fact, though, that he said um, that it was good. You know, each, each day things were good. And, and if, if you look at the nature and characteristics of God that you see throughout Scripture— um, for him, you know, to call those good, they really would have been. It, it's not in his nature to lie. It's not in his nature to exaggerate. It's not in his nature to, you know, to do these things. So for him to say that it's good and, and he, by his nature, is good, then this kind of stuff wasn't happening. Um, you know, there's some really interesting theories about what the earth looked like then with, you know, vegetation and uh, like right now, what, what percent of the world is habitable? Like it's no uh, very, what's that? No idea. Uh, it, uh, it might be like, and I'm not like two or 3% of the world is habitable. Um, are you doing a quick search on that? Uh, what percent of the world is habitable? 71. Habitable 71 is defined as how, ha- where was I getting that small number? Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, well. <laughs> Only 71% of Earth's land surface is defined as habitable. Um, so, well, like 2%. Yeah, you know what? That's, um, <laughs> that's really out there, isn't it? <laughs> that was quite a, quite a tough, uh, quite a small swing there. But yeah. Okay. Well, now we're only using 37% of it. Now, no, we're only using half of that. So, yeah. Um. Well, the point that I was going to make, which I still think applies, is the fact that the okay. Now hold on, I want to do a something search before I even say this. <laughs> is there more? There's more water than land. Yep, by a lot. By a lot. So now, when they say habitable, does habitable include water? Because technically, that's se- that se- that's seventy-one percent was of the land surface. So cool. percentage is water. I think is would be like 75% of it would be water. So 71% of 70%, you know, would be whatever percent, probably 40-something percent, and we don't have half of that. So you're getting closer. Oh, you, we're going to get me We're gonna get me to that, sw- that sweet spot of 2%. I, I need an economist to help me massage these numbers. <laughs> What's up? Um, I, when, when God created the world, the, 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 the job he gave humans was – to be fruitful, to multiply, and and to inhabit the land, right? Mm-hmm. God's not going to give us this land that we can't inhabit. I, I guess the reason I'm saying that is he wouldn't he wouldn't send us out into this world that's going to you know try to kill us because mm-hmm. that that wasn't from what I've read in scripture that wasn't his intent when he created everything. Um, you know, and the other thing I think is cool is um, I don't think it rained until after or till the flood happened. If if you were to I'm look sure. in through scripture, yeah, if you were to look in through Genesis leading up to the flood, you'd find that it hadn't rained on Earth. At least nothing's recorded about that, and I think it says it um, because a, a mist would come up and and would water the earth and do. And so this is a this is a whole aside. Um, but Noah was preaching about something that had never happened that no one had ever seen happen uh, to people. In a similar way that we are preaching and talking about, you know, Jesus who's going to come back. Well, that's never happened. Uh, you know, like there's some parallels there, but I digress. Um, the point again is that G- that God didn't create the world the way we're seeing it now. Um, the whole landscape of earth changed after the flood. If you believe, you know, that Noah's flood actually happened, um, when that would happen, there'd be so much happening under that water uh, that would be rearranging earth. And, you know, and, and it talks about how the water sank down and mountains rose up. Like the, the land is totally changed. Um, and I'm not sure, Lucas, if you have ever checked this stuff out, but I've heard an interesting theory about, because, because it talks about the flood 
that the the fountains of the deep were was where the water came from. Uh, right. Majority of the water, like it didn't rain enough. P- this is a great other question. People will say it's imp- it would be impossible for it to rain enough uh, to to flood the earth, and even if it could, right. the heat from the rain would cook the earth. I th- believe it's called the latent heat of condensation. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Anyway, um, that the but but that the water came from underneath, and and there's we know that there's water even under our oceans, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Because um, there's hot water vents that are coming up at the bottom of oceans, right? Yep. And that water underneath is coming from somewhere, and it's heated. So. So let's just say that the this is a theory that I've heard, you know, that um, that when that when that broke, that uh, they used the. You ever heard of the Mid Atlantic Ridge? Nope. It's like apparently it's this like the seam of uh, that runs kind of around the Earth, almost like a baseball seam, and it's oh, yeah. it's where like the Earth is is ripped open. And the theory is that when the flood happened, that is where the water from from underneath came about, and so. Um, they talk about if the earth ripped open like that, it would actually, you know, it would move the tectonic plates and all of this different stuff would be shifting and happening in the earth in like dramatic ways. And, and we know what it happens now with tectonic movement when two plates hit each other or when they bump, you know, it, we yep. get, we get earthquakes. We have the natural disasters that take place. Yep. A- and, um, and so, you know, again, but the, and the flood was a result of our sin again that changed the landscape of the earth. So, you know, if I just wanted to get right down to it, we did it. Yep. Right. Like it, these are these, yes, God gives us forgiveness for our sin, but there are still consequences to what we do. And maybe that's the lesson here. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing is, um, yeah, the, like forgiveness will always be there, but the consequences will also always be there. So, or maybe not always, but there's still consequences that need to be kind of, uh, sorted out. And the last thing too, is, is that God in revelation says he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, why would he make a new earth if this is the earth that he intended? Right? Like, is, is there an earth that we're intended to be on that is perfect? Like it was supposed to be? Right. So, you know, why would he do all of this? Well, he didn't. He didn't create all of that. It was a result of the sin that took place back with Adam and Eve. And then, in my mind, I think it's also a result of of the world's sin and the and the flood taking place and the result and the consequences of a worldwide flood that we are still dealing with those consequences today. Mm-hmm. To me, that's that's kind of where I would go with that, Lucas. Yep. No, sounds good. Well, all right. Um, if you have um, an answer to that or something that you would have added or want to poke at me for saying 2%, um, maybe I was thinking of milk. <laughs> I must have been thinking of how, of what what's my favorite milk. I'm always getting milk and habitable landmass confused. <laughs> I understand. It's, a, it's the hardest thing when you go to the grocery store. How much of this milk is habitable? <laughs> Well, anyway, all right, Lucas, give us a Yahoo. Why am I seeing a completely different person on camera than I see in the mirror? I've realized that in the mirror, I look so good, like eight (laughs) out of 10. But when I take out my iPhone X camera, not bragging, just saying what camera I have, and take a selfie, even at 10 feet away, I look horrible. Like my jaw is crooked a little and my lips are not symmetrical at all. My eyes are two different sizes. And last <laughs> but worst is one of my, is it the last, sorry, last, but the worst one is my skin looks red and shows all my little red spots. Are those freckles? I don't, I don't want to trust my eyes. That's she said what? She maybe said want. I don't want to trust my eyes uh, in the mirror or the camera. I cried today because I couldn't figure out. Please help. Should I trust the camera or the mirror? And they didn't include a picture, by the way. No, there was no no picture included, and no no good advice was also given. And <laughs> no good advice. <laughs> what I thought was interesting was this part: and take a selfie even at ten feet away. What kind of reach yeah. you got? Yeah, unless you're doing it in a mirror. No. No. Oh, no. huh. What would happen if she took the picture 
of oh, herself in the, in the mirror. Then she'd probably well if the if the if the camera's showing her as a as a eight out of ten and the mirror showing her as a six out of ten, maybe it would give her like a seven out of ten. Hold on. You read the description. You would only go down two points based on the description that you just read on this per- poor person. You don't think they're describing well, something that well, is at least was, below the was, medium? I was trying to be helpful. I was trying to be not harsh about it. Fair enough. Um, and let's see here. I don't know. I'm trying to think like the, the difference could be like in a mirror, you know, usually you know you're looking in a mirror. You're looking at it front on. So you're going to get probably your most symmetrical self. And usually you're like, I don't know. I feel like I'm more kind of like prepared for it almost. But when you're doing a selfie, it should be the same. But sometimes the angle's different. You know, sometimes the camera catches something you're not as, or some, it might just be at a weird angle too, right? The other thing too is that mirrors, um, we see ourselves in a mirror, the opposite that people see us. Right. So when when you take a, a selfie, you're seeing yourself, unless your camera has it set up to do it, a, a mirrored image, you're seeing yourself the way the world sees you. Man, this is not going well. Um, <laughs> and, and so, huh. Well, I really feel bad about coming to that conclusion that, that the camera is how the world sees you and the... Mirror is how you see yourself. But isn't that true about ourselves sometimes? Yeah. The camera tells no lies. And I know I've had a few cameras kind of show me things I didn't want to see. Because, you know, like I said, in, in the mirror, you're, you're usually straight on. You kind of get the same view of yourself every time. Um, you're not getting like a profile view or whatever, see my gut hanging out or whatever it is. But I still remember um, I, was, I, I popped into an EB Games one day. And they had a they had a one of those little demo units with a PlayStation Eye, which is like a camera. Okay. And I and I think the idea is you're supposed to do something, and the camera is supposed to like pick you up or whatever. But for some reason, instead of it having it at like you know body level, they had it way up high. So then I I all of a sudden look in the I look in the computer and I see a picture of myself from a top down view and my lack of hair. Uh oh. And, and yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, and all the bald eagle. Hadn't thought of himself as a baldy. He knew he was thinning, but not to. But it was pretty bare in the back. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't say thinning anymore. Uh, I was. I, I gone done, thinned out. Well, now hold on. You, if the etymology of your name, according to this, means bright or shining. So, <laughs> had you pulled a had, had you pulled a a, a, a Lucas? Like apparently, I had. I was bright and I was shiny. And then I had to start putting sunscreen up there to protect the dome. Wow. Is that something that you do? Yeah. And that's actually one of the other ways. Actually, a friend of ours on uh, Facebook, he posted something in one of my groups. Um, and he's like, oh, man, I'm getting – he's like, I'm get, I'm, I'm balder than I thought. And he showed that he had a sunburn from being outside like this weekend. And I was like, yeah, I remember that being one of the things like, huh, the top of my head feels kind of burnt. Like I guess it got through <laughs> all my hair. And, you know, that's still in denial stage before the PlayStation Eye, you know, really shut down all possibility of denial. But, yeah, now, and it sucks because there's still hair up there. So, like, if I use the greasy stuff, like, it's going to look all white and weird. So I got to get, like, the spray so, stuff and, so and you really like, get it in there. It looks like you're still trying to put hair gel in. Like, you're really holding on to what you've got <laughs> on the sides. Get my dippity-doo up there, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, that was a... Tough transition. Okay. So actually, not really. It did not bother me as much. The only reason the balding thing kind of bothered me was I didn't see it coming because no one in my family except for one uncle on my mom's side is had lost their hair. Like one of my grandfathers, full head of hair, like full color uh, up until he passed away. Um, And the other one was, you know, graying and stuff, but even not that bad and like full head of hair. So anyway, I didn't see it coming, but I mean, meh. My understanding is that it's it's uh, your grandmother on your mother's side is that who she who you should look at now. Can I ask? Is your grandmother on your mother's side bald? Ding. <laughs> no. Okay. Well. No. Theory debunked. Actually, is it a yeah. theory or is it a, hypo- a hypothesis? Hypothesis. Either way, debunked. Either way, debunked. We have not helped this poor person. I've always heard that the camera adds ten pounds. I've not heard that the camera adds crooked lips. Messes with symmetry. 
<laughs> and, yeah. and makes all your freckles red. They talk about red eye. They don't talk about red freckles. Uh, red freckles are pimples. Are they not? Aren't red fre- fre- freckles? Fremples. Well, we'll call, oh, we'll brother. Call freckles normally. Well, my freckles, old bean, are brown. Is that what kinda, standard freckle color is? Kind of. Oh, is this going to be one of those moments oh, no. of self-realization because you have some color blindness? Is it just red-haired people that have red freckles? I thought all freckles are red. I, I'm looking at my freckles, dude. They are not red. I we well, We've established what color your freckles are. I'm talking about the average human freckle. Well, I'm the average human. Now, my wife uh, has freckles, and my daughter and my son uh, have freckles, uh, and they're brown uh, as well. I don't know if it's fair to count your children because they're they could be part of your oh, mutated gene line. Okay, I uh, uh, other freckled people that I see at conventions that we hold um, are generally of the brown freckle persuasion. What color are freckles? Oh dear. Most freckles are generally uniform in color, but are but vary somewhat. They they may be reddish, yellow, tan, light brown, or brown or black, but they are basically slightly darker than the surrounding skin. Okay, so the freckle color kind of comes from your natural pigmentation, which might explain why the redheads might have more red freckles. I'm a redhead. No. Well, it's hard to tell, but there's a lot of red in this head. There, there's getting to be more gray. I saw some today. <laughs> Oh, I'm graying right up. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Welcome to silver life. Fox. Yeah, it's fine. Sil- silver Fox. That's, there we go. Beardman and the Silver Fox. <laughs> the Silver Eagle. Oh, my word. Uh, uh, who do you trust, the camera or the mirror? You know what? Just trust don't. your heart. Trust, trust your heart. Okay. <laughs> Lucas, let's get out of here. Uh, hit me with a, you know what? I thought it'd be cool to do a watch recommendation because we've never done that. So nope. what you got? Uh, you got to go with the Casio calculator watch. It's both functional and style. No, um, I'm currently using an Apple an Apple watch. I, I always want to call it the iWatch, but it's just an Apple watch. Uh, I'm currently, I'm running a generation three, um, really enjoying it. Um, I used to have what Brad's about to recommend and those were fantastic as well. Uh, but I wanted to try the, the Apple version and I've been quite happy with it. I like being able to answer calls my wrist or, you know, any of those kind of things. It's just kind of cool to do and ask Siri questions. And my favorite thing is being able to respond to text message using my microphone, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Pretty sweet for you. Not for us on the other end that have to then get Google translate out to try to figure (laughs) out what kind of cryptic message you're sending us. (laughs) That's sometimes when I just use the emoji buttons, but for emojis, it's not like your standard ones. It's whichever ones you've used last or whichever one. No, that's not what it is. Cause there's a bunch of really weird ones that are like my, for some reason it thinks are gonna be my top ones. Anyway, what do you recommend for watches? My good. Well, man? uh, if you're, if you can't get the Apple watch and you're slumming it, then I really recommend, no, it's not, I'm not slumming it. I've had this pebble time watch for a couple of years now, and Lucas, I know you used to use the exact same one actually. Mm. Yep. And similar to the Apple Watch in that you get your text messages and you know your alerts, things like that. It doesn't have the same, uh, I can't send messages from it and that's okay. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. It's got a battery life that takes me like five days um, in between charges, which is phenomenal. And and you know what? I at, at Just looking, I know what time it is. I know... Um, the the weather, what day it is, and what the date is, and those things are important because I am uh, forgetful, and so someone will ask what's the date, and I won't know, so bust out my watch, and now I know. Um, and I'm gonna echo your recommendation because I I too had a Pebble for a long. Did I get you on the Pebble train? I can't remember, or vice I, I versa. I don't. I don't recall. I really don't. Anyway, recall. we were both in the, on the Pebble train for a while, uh, and man, dollars to donuts, like dollars to dollar comparison. Yeah, Pebble's the way to go, like because they're so much less expensive. My biggest concern, actually, when by going up to an Apple Watch was I feel like I've made a stupid mistake. Um, <laughs> and to be fair, like there, there's been there's a few key features I really like about the Apple Watch, but I mean the Pebble Watch was solid, and one of the, and one of the big reservations I had about the Apple Watch was battery life because. Like the first generation Apple Watch was like one day worth of power. Now it's like two and a half, so it's it's a little more reasonable. But man, on the Pebble, it was like five to seven days, and was yeah. just 
awesome. Like can't beat it. The only problem with that is Pebble's no longer a company, so it's not supported very well anymore. But man, what a great Fitbit bought it and then did nothing with it. So thanks for nothing, Fitbit. Thank you, uh, Fitbit. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, but man, yeah, they were they were solid buy. So if any of you folks out there, if you see a Pebble watch like for somewhere cheap, pick it up. Especially if you don't have a smartwatch for, they're pretty pretty great. And I will say you're right. Um, Fitbit stopped supporting it, but then uh, developers from Pebble actually went and started their own development team called Rebel. And you can still, you can get your watch supported again through Rebel. And so that happened to me because when they, I lost support, I wound up having to do a factory reset on my watch and it got rid of a watch um, screen that I actually purchased that I liked. And now I couldn't get it anymore. And I was stuck with this screen that was counting my steps. <laughs> I don't care about that. And I know that pe- there are people that do, but I'm not one of them. And so it frustrated me for so long. And then I read about Rebel, Rebel, Rebel. And um, and now I got my watch back. And I'm just very thank, thank you. Thank you, Rebel. Lucas, walk us out of here. All right. You can follow our podcast at uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Oxford Holy Club, or you can email Oxford Holy Club at gmail.com. If you use social media, throw up the hashtag, uh, hashtag OH Club. Uh, and don't forget to, if you do have a few seconds, just to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It means a lot. helps us get the word out. Um, and if you leave us a five-star rating, we'll read it on the air if you want us to. And don't forget that you can become a supporter of the podcast, making small monthly donations just to help sustain future episodes and upgrade equipment and things like that. Uh, if you would like to do that, no pressure, but if you would like to, the link is in the description for you to click on and you can set that up. But more importantly, until next time, keep spiritually fit and, and have, have fun. fun.